going, everyone? This is the Beanball Podcast, episode four of season two. We're going to talk about the National League this week and some breaking news. We'll get into this much more. Let's get it started. What's going on, everyone? We are your host, Alan and Alan, and this is the Beanball Podcast. What's up, everyone? What's going on, man? Not a whole bunch. Appreciate the dinner. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, I was hoping to get some s'mores out, but it started raining on us. So Yeah, this is good old Virginia weather. Luckily, we got to get the grilling done, so that's good. Yeah, so. Anyways. But we are less than a week away from baseball. Of course, recording this a little later than we wanted to. Of course, Wednesday we were usually record. It was my wife's birthday, and then the next night truck troubles. So you know, <laughs> got to take care of that That's right. first. So, but, but we're here. We're here, we're making it happen. So let's get started. Unfortunately, we got to start with some sad news. If you haven't heard, the current Twins bench coach has passed away Friday from cancer. He was forty six. He was a respected member of the baseball um, decorated family. He, you know, Bell. He joined the Twin staff just before last season, following 13 years with the D-back organization. He helped guide the Twins to second straight course the Central Championship last year, the first year as manager, right hand man. So the Twins, you know, last month that he was diagnosed with kidney cancer during the off season, he undergo procedure, but of course he wasn't with the Twins this spring. He spent his final months with his family in Arizona, and of course, you know. The statement of the teen is devastated by the loss of Mike Bell. In a short time at the club, Mike had a positive impact not only by the quality of our team on the field, but most important upon everyone who he met. Widely respected in our game, who all knew Mike on and off the field, the Twins joined the baseball world's morning Mike's untimely passing. Our thoughts and best wishes are with his wife, Kelly, and his three children, Luke, Michaela, um, and Madeline, and the entire Bell family during this time. It's sad at least it wasn't in spring training like he was fighting it and it's like you went to go wake him up and at least they kind of knew that it probably was going to make it yeah it's pretty sad uh, like you said it uh, sounds, seems like it happened pretty quickly yeah from when he found out right had surgery um, and then god i mean yeah he, he spent most of his uh playing careers in a minor league from i think 93 to 2005 and he coached one year and it's, starts, just, it's just yeah sad. It yeah. is, you know, 46, so young. Man, mm. I can't imagine. Then we go into our next topic. Yeah, um, so <laughs> the next thing I guess we're going to talk about is uh, there's a lot guy. of weird things going on. So not only, you know, the coach passed away, but now we have a younger prospect for the Cubs who was caught with a bunch of drugs. Um, he was a pitching prospect. Jesus Camargo was caught with 21 pounds of meth and over a pound of oxy in his equipment bag. Like, how stupid you got to be? Yeah, but first, like, you know, prospect, I was like, can't be a top guy if it's in Colorado since, you know, only AAA and major league pairs were at spring training now. So he was getting ready to report. Um, yeah, in, I think he pitched in high uh, in 2019. I don't even know if he played last year. No, because he probably wasn't selected for the bubble. Exactly. But, you know, he was first signed in the minor league contract with the Cubs back in 14. But, yeah, he was stopped on Interstate 70 in a silver BMW near the ski, the ski area. Saw a car speeding, drifting lanes, according to the cops. He was driving two other passengers. They interviewed him, not wear the drugs. He told police he was going to Denver for... The Teach Kid Baseball Clinic and claimed there was no drugs. 
because he follows the Chicago Cubs anti-doping policy. Then told the police, you know, so that he allowed on the search. And then, of course, they found the bag, you know, with $1,000 in cash with a rubber band around it and his duffel bag. And then, of course, the drugs. They said CO. Apparently, he said he got it from a friend in Mexico, supposed to deliver it. He <laughs> thought it was closed, but then he said he knew there was probably drugs in there. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, so to me, it seems like somebody picked I got paid up a- $500 for this. Ha! Which is a lot worse. Think about it. You're in the minors. Like you have a shot. I mean, granted, he's 25 years old and only playing in high high A ball, so that's not great to start. But you still have that shot. Uh, it was a good chance he was either going to start there or double A this season. Um, but either way, you don't pick up this as a side business, even if it is. Like, I understand y'all probably didn't get paid <laughs> last year. And stuff I know like that, but oh, yeah, come yeah. on. I know 500 dollars, but for minor league guys, probably a lot, a lot, but not taking that risk. It's crazy, man. Especially acting a fool, and man, yeah, it's probably the last we're gonna hear of that guy. Probably, uh, most that's, likely, that's too bad. It's unfortunately, you know, it does shine a little light, but like I said, minor league baseball is changing, the pay is changing, so hopefully, risky stuff like this will not happen. But, but then again, it probably will. It's probably. just crazy that to think of the opportunity that you had, and now you just blew it because of this. I mean, it's, it's a dumb decision, yeah, very dumb. So, speaking of some dumb stuff, <laughs> security. Trolls the Astros at a spring training game. MLB fans, of course, are heading back to the parks, but they have not forgotten about the Astro cheating scandal. Of course, he there spared for most of the last year because no fans. Yep. So a lot of people were wondering how this year's gonna go. Well, they got a little dose what they can expect for the next 162 games. What a time to be alive, Chandler Rome tweeted. A member of the ballpark security team at Roger Dean Stadium wore an official polo that says security in big letters on the back. Just spent Alex Bregman's entire plate appearance banging on a trash can before every pitch. Bregman struck out looking. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that nobody stopped him is like, yeah, keep banging and, that trash and can. And one thing is like, that's their home park, I'm almost certain. That's the one they share with, the, with the Nationals. It's like, man. I wonder how many pitches that was. I wonder how many. <laughs> he, at le- I wish there was footage. I know. Oh, man. Man. like Somebody give that man a raise. (laughs) (laughs) He had, like, what, security written all over his shirt or something? Like, like, yeah, I got this. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I I know that's not going to fly to the regular season, but that's so funny. It is I wish I heard. Did we hear anything from Alex Bregman? Did he have any statement to make Uh, about it? No, I didn't hear anything. Okay. He He, just took it and was like, okay, that's what it's going to be. It begins. Hmm. All right, well, um, speaking of news in general, it seems like the injury bug is starting again. Yeah, you know, last year we saw a lot of pitchers because between the stop and then the summer camp, we real early right before the end of summer camp, we saw pitchers going down, yep. people nagging with injuries, and since we're about a week away, and it's starting to pile up, and there's some major injuries. So I got, I got um, Mike Fires from the A's. You yep. know, he'll begin the regular season on the injury list. Uh, the manager has stated that Ryan has slowed the spring back issue his um, and later discomfort from his hip. will be on the IL for the first time since 2008 when he was scheduled to throw a bullpen session Friday, and he still hasn't faced any hitters this spring. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, Fires is, was the whistleblower. Um, of the Astros. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, you know, we, we'd expect to see him this year. 
Uh, oh, yeah, another guy, you know, a couple, there's a lot of injuries, like you said. Uh, I got Luke Voigt and Justin Wilson of the Yankees. Yep. Uh, Voigt's going to be out for at least the first month of the regular season. Yeah, with the, the partial tear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, George Springer and Robbie Ray, the Blue Jays. Yeah, the Blue Jays got, like, bad <laughs> news, like, the day. So, okay. So the injury continued to pilot for the Blue Jays. On Wednesday, Biggio was scratching the lineup. You can see due to the discomfort in his yep. right pinky. Then Springer's dealing with a grade two oblique strain, but general manager believes that Encourage that this team's whole hopeful he might be ready for opening day. I think that's a stretch, but we'll see. Um, Robbie Ray, Ray bruises elbow. You know, yeah, was excited Fall. for spring, but bruises elbow, <laughs> falling down some stairs. Yeah, like slipped and fell carrying his child down the stairs. Ah, man, that's tough. The left hand will miss the next spring star. Will th- will not throw a bowl session for a couple of days to test his elbow out. And then Yates underwent Tommy John surgery and will miss the season. So now they are without their closer Ugh, for the season. Such a, we, and we had them pretty good this season, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like, like when um, I first saw all these injuries, I'm like, yo, Blue Jays, what are y'all doing? I mean, it's not terrible yet, but your closer, that's a big one. Like You're like, can you throw uh, Vlad Jr. in a bubble? Like, <laughs> make sure he doesn't get hurt? Yeah. Um, so the newly signed Jack Lee Brad Jr. and Alonzo Cain – from the Brewers are dealing with some injuries as well. Uh, you know, Brentley, you know, very late signing in spring and then Kane. So Bentley has inflamed right wrist and Kane has a quad strain are both questionable now for opening day. So we'll, they'll test the lineup. They're hope for the best. So this weekend they'll try to do some little testing. So that is very interesting, which is kind of a surprise. Um, Red Sox lost their opening day starter. And Rondo Rodriguez had a dead arm, according to Alex um, Cora. And there, so apparently he pitched only two innings the last start, which was Monday, and no velocity and effectiveness. He just didn't feel strong. So they pushed him for opening day. He didn't want to, but we made the decision for him. Yeah, I mean, an- another big one is from the White Sox. Yes. Eloy Jimenez. Went for to rob a home run, and it's now going to cost him anywhere from five to six five months to six for minutes. since. He ruptured his left pectoral tendon. Uh, he's got to get surgery. Yeah, um, the so needs, yeah, surgery, the injury, banging his shoulder. I mean, that's a big one. Trying to catch a home run from the Oakland's um, Sean Sheen Murphy on Wednesday. Another kind of big one is Nick Anderson of the Rays. Um, yes, he uh, he got partial tear ligament in his right elbow. Um, While surgery's not recommended yet, he's you know, still going to be out past the All Star break. Yeah, so that's not good. And who knows? And then you wait too long, and still might have to get Tommy John or something by then. Exactly. Who did that? Uh, what was it? Um, Verlander, who thought he didn't need surgery at, at the time, and then he had to get it, or is it somebody else like that? No, it's someone else. You know what I'm talking about? They thought they thought they were good, and then uh, they ended who? up getting. Oh, was it for the Yankees? Um. Ah, I can't remember now. It was, no, it was someone. I'm trying to think. Like they're stretching hope for, and then they end up they ended up having to get it anyways. When they no, could. I think it was Verlander. Yes, I'm saying. I think he, they tried to try the whole season hoping for the playoffs, and they finally said, "Oh, he's getting Tommy John." When if he would have just done it the first time, he would have. I don't know, man. It, it just would have worked out better in his favor. Yeah, and then uh, Rangers. Uh, Chris Davis has grade two left quad strain. Will miss three to four weeks. According to the general manager, injury cord veteran slugger running to first on a bunt signal during Tuesday's game. So, and then a couple of small injuries. Um, I don't. I don't think that uh, these are huge, but the Nationals have Will Harris, Juan Soto, and Starlin Castro out. Yeah. But these are like minor. They're not like significant time loss. Yeah, and then um, I think uh, what is it? Uh, Tatis had a little injury scare. They pulled him, but so far everything's good. So you want to invest that 
300 million dollar <laughs> yeah. investment you just did i agree so yeah they're piling up it's you know we're a week less than a week away you know i think games if i believe correctly in on tuesday so they can travel and opening days thursday it's like these players i don't i don't see like where some like like i don't see george springer making opening day like it's kind of hard a week away from a grade two yeah strain like why push it you know if he misses a week or two it's whatever I'd rather him miss a week or two than try to get re-hurt and miss a month. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, all right. Yeah. So then we got to talk about your boy, Shohei Hotani. <laughs> Showtime. He decided to be this. They let him be the starting pitcher, and he bad lead off. Yeah. I mean, dude. <laughs> this is the guy we've been waiting on since he got in the league back in 2018. Right. And, and since 2018, he's been a injured. little injury prone. Yeah. Um, now that he's finally healthy, do we finally get a chance to see the guy they've been calling the Japanese Babe yeah. Ruth? You know, the two-way you know, prove that. He can do just about anything on Diamond. He started, of course, the uh, Angels' 4-1 loss, but he went 2-for-2 with a walk as the leadoff hitter, of course, like we just said, and while striking out five over four strong innings with his fastball reach, 101.9. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Um, Like you said, he's been crushing the ball. He's been throwing hard. 101.9. At at the plate so far this spring, he's batting 636. He's 14 for 22. If he can carry this into the regular season, yes. There's something to be excited about him on the same team with Trout and Rendon. I'm just saying, man. He faced the Padres, which pretty much was the everyday lineup. They had a majority in there. So not like it was a B squad. It was almost the starting lineup. So he said he's very excited to show what I can do, of course, through an interpreter. That's why I came here in 2018. I'm sure – I disappoint a lot of people the last two years being hurt, but I'm looking forward to showing everyone that I, what I am capable of doing. Yeah, no, I'm excited. It's, like I said, if he can stay healthy and do what he's been doing preseason, I I can't wait. Yeah, like if he can keep this up, it's going to be a very very interesting. We're going to be watching the highlights. Yeah, because you know we're not <laughs> staying up that damn late. I'm just saying it, it, we're going to be like, yeah, it's time to see something exciting, especially, especially when you're throwing 102 miles an hour. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. It's like wow, you're throwing heat, son. All right, so. And then next, we're going to talk about this little memo that MLB has sent the teams. <laughs> okay. Warning that they're about to crack down on foreign substance on baseballs. All right. So an attempt to crack down on the use of foreign substance on baseballs this upcoming season, MLB is going to inspect balls taken out of play, analyze spin rate data, and increase monitoring of dugouts and clubhouses. So the, the new policy is outlined uh, by the memo obtained by ESPN that all 30 teams were spent the level of the playing field of hitters that increased the ball in play. Like we said, they, what is it? Making the ball heavier. Right. Okay. And stuff. So they're, they're finding ways. So, um, you know, each club was personally being reminded that prohibited from assisting players in the dugout. And of course that's even, um, club level employees and stuff. So, you know, if a pitcher's normal spin rate measured to, you know, resolution per minute increases significantly. The league will investigate where the player is doctoring balls. Balls will be taken out of play, both randomly and properized. If the exhibit signs of foreign substance, will be inspected by a third-party lab, according to the memo. Balls will be tracked back to whoever is pitching when they are taken out of play. So, my guy, I guess my question is: They're doing third-party tests, and that's fine. And they're trying to find subs- foreign substances. They're trying to make sure the game is played fair. Do you think this has anything to do with what the Astros did a couple years ago? They they found out about like saying, "Oh, if you guys are cheating during this, maybe we need to start cracking down and see what other areas that people could be cheating at." I think this is kind of all we talked about last year about the Angels player. 
you know, the scapegoat. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people are saying this is a big memo and everyone's going to be watching um, Garrett Cole. Okay. Because remember in the article that Angels, he said that he texted a guy, we'll see you in May. Can I get some of that stuff? Mm. Well, that year in May, he was pretty much undefeated after that series mm. and had a sub, you know, one ERA. He was like 19 and 0. And pretty much that got him his high dollar money. Uh, so well, the, and then, you know and then of course was the opening day the video of him touching the hat and it kind of got a little like it stuck. It's gonna be very interesting to see well, what happens this year with Garrett I Cole guess if I, it changes. I guess I'm wondering. Yes, you say Garrett Cole, but is this a big issue? Like, is this happening more than we're being led on to believe? Because I know we've seen people call out a player that you know was on our team, like one team, like say this guy played for a team and the team they're playing against him now and he's like, hey, that guy cheats. I know he does. So let's test him. Yeah. Is this like? A big issue? Like, are a lot of people cheating? I th- I think because the strikeouts are up. Okay. And, and a lot of people, I'm wondering I, if the Angels guy squealed. But, said, and remember that list where it included, like, Scherzer, Verlander, a lot of top guys who usually are top end of the strikeout range. Well, also what I'm saying, the strikeouts are up, yes. But also the way batters approach to plate is, is different as well. They're yes. all trying to get home runs. Mm-hmm. So it's all like Mark Reynolds. Either you hit a home run or you strike out. That could have something to do with it as well. So if this dramatically, we'll see. Um, it's be very interesting when they catch the first person if it does happen. Yeah, because I want to see what the de- what like are they going to spend it for one game, pretty much a week or whatever, or is it going to be a fine, a warning? Like what's because they've really said like they said you will be disciplined. Like what is disciplined? Is going to be your choice. Well, they better make an example because if they just say oh you're going to be suspended for a series or whatever, it yeah. might not be enough to deter them unless they keep checking them constantly. But yeah. They're going to have to do something significant, I think. I'm not sure what, though. Yeah, because the biggest thing, like, people who spin rate dramatically increased was Garrett Coles. Uh-huh. Last year, Trevor Bauer's spin rate increased, which he has said, like, people are doctoring balls. I can I know. And suddenly, he's, his spin rate increased, but he said he hasn't touched the ball because he's not believing that. Ooh, wouldn't that be some crap if he if he did do it and DeGrom got denied because of that? Oh, my. Ah, it's, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how the powers is, you know. But MLB has previously worked with Rollins – on a tacker baseball in efforts to curb the foreign substance, but didn't get approval from the players to start this regular season. Instead, someone close to MLB is thinking with ESPN and MLB that they're the early stages of working to create a new um, stickier substance to rub on each baseball before the games instead of, you know, the mud clay that has been used for like, hundreds of years. So. So if they do come out with a tackier ball, then that would deter people from cheating because they already have a ball that's it's stickier. Tackier, exactly. The weather, like they're already changing the baseball in minor leagues that like we talked about last week with, so people don't get hurt in the. So they're trying to make it safer, and a lot of people are okay with them because you know they don't want to get beamed by a hundred mile an hour fastball <laughs> to the head. They would rather them have control over. Yeah. It. Yes, so I agree. if it's some tackier, it's not clean cheap. It's more fair. Then yeah, sure, yeah, I'm down for I'm it. I'm with it too. So we are going to take a quick little break, and we're going to start with the National League, and especially with the NL East. We'll be right back. All right. Um, so let's start talking about the National League East. Um, the first team I want to talk about is the Atlanta Braves. Man, this team, of course, you know, they're the three-time NL East defending champs. You know, of course, they won the division last year. They made it all the way to the NLCS lose to, what I think, Game 7, right, of the Dodgers? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've said this for years. We we said this team is young, they're really good. We know they're going to be good for a while. They weren't too um they didn't make too much noise in the offseason. They added a couple people, I think. Um The biggest addition is Charlie Morton. Exactly. So now that that straight uh, strengthens up their rotation a lot. 
Um, and they're a great team and they're deep. They're, they got so much depth. So it's no, it's no surprise that um, a lot of people have them higher than the Mets and they think yeah. they could win the division again because, like you said, they're already three-time champs and they're a good team. Yeah, this is one of the best four teams in the National League, easily top five in MLB. The young core makes the team with adding Morton to that rotation, with that young rotation, can only blossom that rotation even more. Um, they also have the big keys. Of course, they got um, Azuna back. They re- re-signed him. Uh, they added Jake Lamb to be the um, third baseman to help. So they are retooling. They're ready for another deep because, you know, they probably should have beat the Dodgers the way they're playing, <laughs> unfortunately, until their pitching kind of gave up a little bit in. And the biggest thing is they had Soroka for the playoffs. Remember, he? Yep, yep. they're going to get Soroka back. So it's like you're getting their young ace back. Yeah, as long as their pitching stays healthy, uh, their team is, is pretty nice. I mean, yeah. it's a nice team. I like and it. And now they know that um, their rookie, was it um, Christian Passe, will be the center fielder, no matter if he's struggling offensively or not. Okay. His defense is... So that means Zakuna is going to go to right field. Yeah. Like, like you have, oh, wow, you have options. Because, <laughs> you know, they, they did lose uh, Nick Marquegas because he did retire. But that's about the only person they truly did loss. Okay. I think besides, I think, uh, reliever. But teams retooled, ready to go. Like Yeah, they're going to pick up where they left off and just keep on trying to get better. Yeah. All right. So the next is a very team that's close to our hearts. The New York Mets. That's right. They finished, of course, 26 and 34 last year, but the busiest offseason team by adding McCann, Carrasco, Lindor, Joey um, Lushishi, Jonathan Villar, and then Taiwan Walker. Oh, let's not forget um, Steve Cohen, the new owner. Yeah. I mean, we got a whole new whole new team, whole yeah. new feel. Whole new, new owner, new team. Everything, yes. Um, and this this is the team the Braves have to watch out for because this yeah. team could absolutely be on their heels and, and overtake this uh, division. Yeah. By adding one of the one of the best players in the MLB, then adding a lot of depth to players. Um, of course, Carrasco is going to miss probably about a maybe hopefully only a month of the season. But um, Joey Larisi had a great game today, so he most likely be the fifth starter since you know Cookie will miss a little bit of time. But very dangerous team. Like there's a reason why everyone's betting on the Mets. Yeah. Everyone's like they're they're calling for ninety wins. Like if we do, it's gonna be kind of like last year with the Dodgers and Padres, where yes, one person's gonna have to be a wild card team, but they probably would be ahead of all the other teams exactly in the conference because of how well they do exactly. It like really, if you look at the top two teams in this division, the top two teams in the West, it's very interesting. Those four. Yeah, I mean the Mets definitely on paper look like a great solid team. They just have to execute. Um, but if they can start, you know, working they, together and they can get the get it, you know, yeah. it's gonna be tough to beat them. If Lindor stays hot like he's been this spring, Pete, like they're coming in hot. Then don't forget, you got yeah, you got Michael Conforto and you got Jeff McNeil. You got a lot of guys that can do it. And then the ridiculousness of what Degrom has done this spring is yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, we just got like a point six ERA or something point right now. Six, three and zero. Oh, Second game out, throwing hundred miles an hour. It's like oh, I'm yeah. already mid season form. Let's go. Yeah, I'm 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 with it. Let's do it. It's like it's kind of hard. Like I think like Fox and stuff post like the fan favorite to win NL Cy Young, Degrom. Like no shit. I'm thinking Subway Series, World Series rematch. Could be like <laughs> be interesting. That would be crazy, huh? Yeah. So the next team we could talk about is the shocker of last year, the Miami Marlins. Yeah, dude, the Marlins, man. What they did last season was nothing short of spectacular, especially since they started out with like a bunch of COVID issues, right? So, yeah. So they finished 31-29 wild card. Of course, they lost to the Braves in the NLDS. Um, but yeah, 
they had the outbreak. They were first. It was the opening weekend against Philly. Then next thing you know, Sunday after the game, it's like COVID tests. Y'all, they stayed, I think, a, a week well, in Philly right. before they can do anything because that's when the first shift. And, and and even though the Marlins had such a crazy good year last year that nobody expected, the, everybody's still expecting them to do bad this year. They're expecting them to be at the bottom of the totem pole still. I think because they're, what they're thinking is that the young players did well in 60 games. Okay. Now, do these young players have enough to do a sophomore season and then do it for a whole 162? The odds are against them. Yes. But I'm not counting them out, even though. No. Even though I'm not. I'm not the saying the rebuild's that, going on. Right. We all we can clearly see it. I'm not saying this is the Orioles. I'm saying that you know this team could compete. Yeah. Now, will they? I don't know, but they have the potential. Yeah, because you don't make the playoffs and then actually beat the Cubs to <laughs> yeah. go on to the NLDS. Right. And not and then go to suck the next year. Right. You know, they have their brand new GM and um and Kim. You know she's gonna do a great job and she has a task to take this team to the next step. They the young pieces did get up there a year early, so ultimately they're probably making all the team like the young pitchers and stuff. Right. Their issue is they have some holes in their lineup and they could probably strengthen up their pitching as well. But Derek Jeter's on the right track. I yeah. mean they're they're doing it right. Unfortunately, COVID made them jump a year ahead. Exactly. Because a lot of these guys were only in Double A, they probably would stay in the bubble all last year if it wasn't for COVID um, outbreak. We probably would maybe see them sometime half of this year. So they probably would have sucked last year and then sucked this year. But we could have saw the promise at the end of the season. But Derek Jeter and them had to make some decisions, <laughs> and we saw a year early. So this is kind of why you see this division is like the best division in baseball. A lot of people are saying because you have a young team, Marlins, who made the playoffs. You see what Philly's done. We're about to talk about the Nationals, of course, were the defending champs last year until injuries loaded up that team. Yeah. Mets, the hot team, and, of course, Atlanta, defending team. It's This yeah. is a hard division. It really is. Like I said, I feel like the AL East and NL East are always the toughest divisions for yeah. some reason. Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the next team, the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies. They were, what, I think a game and a half out of the playoffs. It came down to the last game, just like um, the Giants we'll talk about a little bit. So they finished 28-32. and 32. They added Archie Bradley, Chase Anderson, Matt Moore. Of course, they re-signed JT Ramuto, Didi Lagoris. So you know, you know, what this team reminds me of teams. Rem- this team reminds me of the Mets. Their pitching just went to crap. Yes, the uh, bullpen. their their the bullpen worst, was trash. Trash, <laughs> like <laughs> That's dumpster juice. Understatement. The worst I think ever. A lot of people are saying like statistically, they had the fourth most blown saves with twelve, and their ERA was a seven point oh six. Yeah. You can't win that Even way. Even the trades like worked well for a week, and then they went to shit. It's it just yeah, you just really can't win that way, and it, and I, I don't know, man. So hopefully, you know Archie Bradley and like Chase Anderson. They hope they got some new bullpen pieces. They got their catcher back, you know. So year two of Joe Garley, it's like, what you're gonna do this team? Now you got JT back. You have Harper, which was doing good. Yeah, but you can't do it alone. Can't do it alone. So. You do. You did have a runner-up rookie of the year. You have their third baseman. They have the tools to make the playoffs. But like you said, they're that in a bullpen. tough division, and their bullpen needs to get strengthened. Um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. And then last in this division, not least, we have the Washington Nationals. Right. Almost forgot about last year because their season was so eh, and they lost a lot yeah. of their big players after Scherzer they won the World did Series. Have a great year. Exactly. Literally, I think one start they got out of Strasburg. Because of his wrist injury, because of short season, of course he was pretty much done. A um, lot of holes they missing because you know Zimmerman decided not to play. 
So, but, but they they did some moves. They did moves I like. Some. Yes, Kyle so, Schwarber, for example. Kyle Schwarber in the outfield. Brad Hand in the bullpen. John Lester in the back end of the rotation, and then getting Josh Bell. Yes, that's big. That was big. I was like, I knew. Like I called it, I think last year. I think I said this all season. I think Padres, not Padres, but Pirates are gonna have to move Josh Bell. They're rebuilding. I think he has two years left on his rookie deal before he become a free agent. It's like this time to get something. So we now and I did not see the Nationals pulling the trigger for him. Well, you know they they got a young team that's good. They just won the World Series. They got to make moves to stay relevant. They can't just fall off, especially if they're gonna keep Juan Soto on the squad. It's like you, you're not gonna keep these really good players up there if you're just gonna be mediocre. Yeah. So they decided, hey, this is the time to act. We already won. We know what we have to do. Let's try to repeat. Um, so I feel like they want to contend. Mm-hmm. They could contend, but they're in a tough division, and I don't tough know if they will. And yeah, like I think Ari Strasburg already left a game with an injury. Exactly. You Scherzer can't have got that. lit up by the Nash by the Mets. Those t- your, your pitching has to be tough. Yes. That, that's the one thing I can I can say. Like yes, hitting's going to be there up and down, but your pitching has to be there. Yeah. That's it. Cause especially you got to be within the game if your starters giving up. And you're oh going to God, the bullpen you can't early. You, you can't don't go have on a strong slump. bullpen. No. So. So that is it of the NL East. Now we're going to talk about the NL Central, starting with the Cincinnati Reds. All right, the Reds. We kind of liked them last year. At yeah. least we thought we were going to like them. Well, um, at least the core is still together. You know, they're 31 <laughs> and 29. They lost to the Braves in the wild card round, getting swept. They lost their ace. Bauer has left. Yeah, and now that was we'll, their big component. Now will um, Castillo step up? Will lineup stay consistent? Because that was the biggest thing with them. They were hot, like they were getting good. Then they had like the slumps. Yep. They could have easily probably won that division because it was up for the taking. But, you know, 162 games is going to be the test for this lineup now. And it's a big test because their pitching is getting disassembled. Like, they lost power. Their pitching is already, you know, rocky as it starts, and their bullpen's not the greatest. Um, I I don't know, man. I feel like this – they're not set up to win right now. I feel like they're set up to fall short. Yeah, it's like – so if they start falling short, it's like are they going to start selling some of the stars? (laughs) Probably. Because, you know, this is not a big team. You talk the Cincinnati Reds, small market. Yeah. So if they're going to lose, they're not going to lose. keep losing money. They're going to want to rebuild and get ready. I feel like they're, they're, they're in a rebuild mode. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I think they think um, they can contend, and we'll see by all-star get, break. Yeah, if they, absolutely. And then, you know, then it'll be trade. Like, oh, they're going to be buyers or sellers. All right. There's a good chance they might be sellers. All right. Well, let's talk about another club. Um, let's talk about the Cubs. The this Cubbies. team, I think, is selling on the, like, you know. You traded your runner up <laughs> for Cy Young. It means I feel like you're like, are you giving up? You lost John Lesnar. You know, you finished thirty four and twenty six. You won the division, but you lost to the Miami Marlins in the wild card round. Well, like you said, they lost Lester, but they also lost Schwarber. Yep. And they got rid of Darvish. Um who do they have? They got they added Jock Peterson for outfield. Chris Bryant, who already doesn't like the situation he's in. And then they added Trevor Williams. <laughs> but yeah, this could be the last ride for the Cubs because you think about their big three infielders all hit free agency this offseason. You got Bryant, you got Rizzo, and you got um, uh, Baez. And we kind of said this last year. We thought last year might have been their last hurrah. I, well, be the last um, hurrah because they're all approaching so, free agency. So either way, we're both agreeing that they're kind of on the downward trend. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they can keep this group together because, like I said, Chris Bryant was already trying to <clears throat> I feel go like after them. Of the three, Baez, I think he wants to stay. And I think they're willing to stay because, you know, shortstops are very hard to come by. So if you're going to lock anyone up, I feel like it's going to be him. I think the best thing this team's got going for them is their coach. Yeah. It, you know, year two – Old the, man doing it. And then re-signing Jake Arrieta yeah. for okay. the back end. You're kind of replacing Lesnar. But 
I think they overpaid for him. Yeah. But this is a very interesting team. Like like you said, this could be a seller. Like, yes, you added one of the better um, bullpen pieces in Trevor Williams this offseason, but if your starters don't last long, you're going to eat up the bullpen. And I think they're fine with that because they've already gotten their World Series. They broke the curse. They know what it's like to – they already know they're, they're going to have fans even though they're terrible for 100 years. I think they're okay with wherever they settle right now. I don't know if they're – they might be sellers. Yeah, I think they might like – that's why everyone was really surprised Bryant didn't get traded this offseason. Exactly. I feel like he will get traded at some point, especially if they're nowhere near. Um, and then Rizzo could be another trade piece too. Like could he be moved or are they just going to let him walk? It's be interesting to watch this offseason with this team. Yeah, I mean they might be sellers, but like you said at the same time, I do think they're in a position where they do want to compete and win. So yeah. Maybe they're in a little bit of rebuild mode. Maybe because you can easily like say this is probably one plan. of the weakest division, yeah. especially weakest division in the NL. But you, st- it's, it's one thing to win the division, but you still got to be able to compete in the, in the postseason. Yeah. So, but yeah, but it's gonna be interesting. So, next team we're gonna talk about is the Milwaukee Brewers. Of course, they finished twenty nine thirty one, but they made the wild card. But of course, lost to the Dodgers in the wild card round. Yeah. But they added some Kellen, um, Colton Wong. Brett Anderson and, of course, Jack Lee Bradley Jr. that we talked about is going to miss some time for them. Right. So they want to get better. So this is three <laughs> straight years now making the playoffs. Okay. Of course, you know, the first year when they got uh, Yellage MVP, they got to the CS and lost to the Dodgers. Um, then the next year, they lost the wildcard game to the Nationals, which ended up being the World Series champs. Yeah. And unfortunately, they probably should have beat them. Should have, for sure. If it wasn't for Yellich being injured and they had someone else in right field that made the the messed up play. They should have made that catch. You're a pro. You're so, in, oh, my God. I can't get over that. So the team has added some key players. Could this be make a threat for the division? Easily, because you, you have the rookie of the year in Devin Williams. That bullpen was locked down, especially when he came out. They have some nice starters that can put yeah. together – and they got Kesson Hira. Hira. They, they did lose um, Ryan Braun, so you know he's gone from left field. So, but that's where Kane's going to be put in now, since you do have Jackie Bradley in center now. Well, like I said, I, I think their team's pretty pretty straight solid. Like, yeah, uh, their their, uh, their field players are. Yeah, their issue is like most other teams is pitching. Yeah, it's uh, pitching when you, if you have that question mark, like you can be good or you can be bad. <laughs> it's like. What guys are you getting? Do you have guys that are stepping up from the minors? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, you got to have a solid. Remember, they group. had a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, there he, you know, short games. He he started relieving, but once he he started, he was lights out. Then you had your rookie, like I said, Devin Williams, that gave up one run the whole season. So so I feel like this team, if they're competing, which they should be, they're going they're going to be buyers. Yeah, they're going to be trying to get better by like an All Star break. If a starting pitcher, I can easily see them. Yeah, go out and grab. Yeah. So maybe another guy in the pen. I, I'm just saying that yeah, these guys are a couple pieces away from being contenders. I expect them to compete enough to where they need to buy, and then see where they can go from there this season. Yeah, definitely. All um, right. This next team, I really didn't write nothing down because I think there's nothing nice to talk about. <laughs> you don't want to talk. All right. So the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, <laughs> we already know that they haven't done anything in uh, I don't know. They're 1941 last year. Like, uh, come on. I expect them to still be in the rebuild mode. They've been. <laughs> 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 the best thing that you're gonna have for them this year, guys, is they might get a rookie of the year for one of their young guys. It's That's sad. about it. It's sad because the last time they were exciting was when they still had McCutcheon on the team, I think. Yeah, and then they trade him away because they had Austin Meadows, the future, and then they gave up on him a year later, shipped him to 
Tampa Bay, and he became an all-star. Yeah, we're going to save you guys some airtime. We're not even going to talk about the Pirates like, because th- there's nothing to say. They're two, three years away from us talking about them. Yeah, there's they have a bunch of young, them. great guys. They traded their pieces they had this offseason to get more prospects. They're doing it smart. But I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. It's going to be a long year. You probably get tickets for cheap, depending on how many people are allowed in that stadium. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. So the next team is the St. Louis Cardinals. Of course, they finished 30 and 28. But you have a W in this offseason if you get $50 million and Nolan Arenado in yeah, a trade. Yeah, absolutely. I know. <laughs> uh, what the heck? How is that even possible? Like, how, how y'all let that happen? Yeah, you know, when you had the best, one of the best shorts, I mean, not shorts, but a third basins in baseball, and you got to keep most of your young top prospects. Right. And you got $50 million to help pay for him? I mean, that's a dub. Granted, he's past his super prime prime, Yeah, but he's still good. Yeah, He's, he's still, still one of the prime. best third basemen. And, of course, now the question mark is where it's like, okay, look, he's not in Colorado, so will he hit the same? He's comfortable. He is happy to be in his organization. He, um, So well, this could be a team. Of course, I wasn't sure what they were thinking about letting Colton Wong walk. Exactly. When they didn't pick up his option or decline it or release him or whatever it was. Um, I mean, like I said, the, the the team I like. I like the team. I like Jack Flaherty, but I think Jack needs some more help. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing. Like, all these teams, they're like a couple pitchers away from being super solid. The biggest thing, if you see, like, the Dodgers and stuff, is the pitching depth. That's exactly. what happened to the Nationals in 2019. They had depth, and the bullpen worked out. Yep. Dodgers, same thing. You had starters that are coming out of the bullpen, which when you – especially when yeah. we talk – we'll talk about when they signed Bauer. It's like you already had six people going for five spots. Now you add Bauer – it's a good thing to have a problem like that. It is. And the Mets had problems like that, too. It's yeah. just that the injuries Exactly, yeah. They just they had a problem, and then it became a more of a problem. Yeah, because like, okay, um, we're going to possibly go six-man rotation. And now like we can't even get two to- injuries later. Like, yeah. we need a pitcher. We need a pitcher, exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Speaking of that. But, right. you know, Cardinals, they're going to be strong. I feel like they're in it every year. They're going to compete. Yeah. They Unfortunately, just, you know. They're going to be buyers. They need a pitcher. I don't know what they need. They need something. Yeah. Um, the, all right. So we are done with the NL Central. Now we're going to get into the NL West. All right. Well, let's start with the Diamondbacks. Yeah. You know, 25-35. The only per- key person they added was Jabril Cabrera, and that's mostly of a bench player. I could see some first base action and, you know, third base. He's the all-around guy. But, you know, the rebuild's going. Um, I think they could be still a year away. Uh, yeah. The biggest factor, like we just talked about, is pitching. You know, they have a bunch of young core guys in the infield catcher outfield but the pitching is the question mark because yes you said uh, mad bomb a couple years ago um they actually just lost their future ace because he was hitting and had a, a stress fracture on his forearm so now he can't pitch probably for a month Jeez. so this is another big thing is like why don't they this is a clear reason why the dh why, is needed exactly because <laughs> these guys are getting we know these guys are just special swinging the bat, bat that's what i'm saying a pitch <laughs> broke his arm now you're losing this pitcher now that's what i'm saying pitchers need to focus on one thing pitching you're not going to see i don't even know how to compare it to another sport but i'm just saying like for example you're not gonna see tom brady out there catching the ball he's he purely throws it to people Come yeah on. if you if you remember tom brady trying to catch the ball he was terrible looking oh uh, yeah that yeah. one super bowl oh my that, god yeah but the diamondbacks um you know other than christian walker i feel like uh they're <laughs> they're, they're just a subpar team they're gonna be okay they're they not gonna make any splashes guys, they haven't like 
came together yet. It's going to be more exciting than we, watching the Pirates. We thought they had uptick because, remember, they just missed the playoffs two seasons ago, but then the 60-game season, yeah. they didn't put it together. So we'll well maybe they'll surprise us. They could. They could they, easily they could. surprise us. I'm not counting them out, but I'm not counting them in either. Yeah, especially in this division, unfortunately. Exactly. All right. Well, Rockies, um, sorry, you didn't add no one this offseason. And, and you traded lost. away you lost your best player and for, $50 million. For nothing, yeah. Um, you, like, gave them... <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. And then, like, I don't know what you're thinking about the players you selected for this trade. I honestly, I know a lot of people, especially Colorado fans, are boycotting. They're, they're ready to trade teams. They're giving up because they feel like every time they make the wild card and make a run, and they just like, give up on they their give team. up the next season. It's crazy. Why would they do that? It's like they don't have, they have a They something. have a trash rotation. Their lineup's not getting better. It's getting worse every time because, like you said, they're giving everybody away. Um, I don't know what they need to do. Uh, maybe they need to get new ownership. Maybe they need to hit the reset button. Maybe they need to do something. But uh, there needs to be life brought into this camp, and there's yeah. not. So, of course, you know, Trevor's story, if they believe in him, they're going to try to sign him and build around him. So your other guys, like, do you want to trade, like, Charlie Blackman and stuff? Like, I think it's going to happen. But they're older guys. Like, what are you going to get from them? Not much. And then, of course, the factor of everyone, like, I'm not trying to trade, give you too much because I don't know what kind of player he's going to be in my ballpark yeah. instead of your ballpark. Well, uh, was it was it a couple years ago when they signed Renato and uh, you know they just lost the excitement after the hat two that years happened? ago? Yeah, I'm just saying like they had the chance to. do I was something. real surprised when he signed it, and I bet he regrets it now. But now he's happy where he's at. But but, but that's what I'm saying. That if that's what the organization is, then there's nothing to be excited about. It's yeah. Gonna, so if you're be, Trevor Story, do you want to sign? No. It depends on the contract. I, I don't know. I'd rather go test free agency. Yeah. See what's out there. Yeah, well, sorry, Colorado Rocky fans. You know, we feel your pain as Mets fans, but I don't know what to say. I mean, you guys are right there next to the Orioles and the Pirates right now. Yeah. Man, like, mm. All right. Well, before we get into these next two, three teams, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right. So we are back, and I think we are starting right off with the defending World Series champions, the L.A. Dodgers. I mean, what more can we say? This team is is full of studs. And they just got better in the offseason. Yeah, you know, they finished 43-14. and 14. They won the World Series in six games. And, of course, they added the biggest weapon of all, the defending Cy Young winner and Trevor Bauer. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, hopefully he gets better than uh, giving up home runs with one eye open or whatever's going on with that. But, like you said, they just got better. Yeah. I don't know. What else I'll say? When you had a top five rotation before adding the Cy Young winner. Yes. Yes. Now like, you are the top five. Yeah, you're, you're like, the okay, top. you're you're the guy. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like it's like who do you want? Okay, oh, uh, we'll send out Clayshaw, Walker Bueller, Bauer. Yeah, pick pick your poison is basically. Um this this rotation is like you're getting you're getting an ace you, every day. Yeah. Think about when you get to the playoffs <laughs> with against this team. Yeah. If you're these in three trouble. people are healthy, you're facing an ace every three every yeah, night. Every night. Because they can go short rest, because Bauer likes to go on short rest. Um, Walker is young and Clayton is always down to come out as we've seen in the past. So, and then you got two MVP guys on your team in your lineup with Mookie Betts and Bellinger. I mean, it's just nuts. And of course you can't forget about world series MVP. Corey Seager exactly had a breakout year. Everyone believes that he could put that together this season. Curse. If I believe correctly, it's a contract year for him. So he even gets more value to try to ball out this year to be the MVP this year for them. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else I can say about the Dodgers except for they are undoubtedly the best team right now. And you think about it, and you think about organization too, because they have one of the best farm system. 
they keep trading players away, but yet still have a top <laughs> five farm system. Because you got Gavin Lux is going to be playing this year, which is a highly scouted, you know, rookie of the year candidate. Like, and then you have Dustin May saw the potential in the playoffs. I like, like that guy. He was supposed to be the, probably the fifth starter. Now you got Bauer. It's like, what do you do with him? Make him a closer. It's like you, and I think they're all comfortable. Like, look, come out the bullpen for now. We'll put get you eventually in there. Yeah, they got to be comfortable because with the way the team is right now, I mean, you're you're competing for a World Series win the next two to three years easily. Yeah, when you what is it? You've made the World Series now what three times in five years or something like that? Yeah. they lost in seventeen. They lost in eighteen. Nineteen. They lost to the Nationals. They won last year. So ultimately, they lost to the World Series champions. Lost or then they finally won. Four years. Mm-hmm. They lost three to the eventual champions, and then they finally won. They were the champions. That's an organization level that everyone wants. That's exactly what Coleman and the Mets said they want to be that, that they don't want to compete one year. They want to compete every year. Cause yeah. And they got Justin Turner back, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, everybody on the team is solid. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Like, they're just good, yeah. and they're going to be good. They're going to be the toughest competition. Like, if the Mets – San Diego, anybody needs to get get there. They're going to have to go through the best team in the game right now, the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know who's going to beat them. It's tough. Yeah, and if they stay healthy, <laughs> it's kind of hard not to bet against them. Exactly. To repeat, which we have had a repeat winner since the Yankees in the late 90s. And if we were to have a repeat team, I can absolutely believe it if you told me it was going to be the Dodgers. I would say yes, There's that's a good chance, good yeah. possibility. Yeah, because when you're at least going to the World Series or at least getting to the NLCS every year, you know you're a solid team. Right. So, you know. Baseball's Dod- weird, but <laughs> yeah, Dodgers, Dodgers fans, Dodgers fans, they got something to, to love over there. Uh, maybe the Angels will take some notes from you guys and figure it out themselves, but uh, Dodgers are really good. They're the, t- they're the best team right now. Well, this next team, want to say a little something. <laughs> yeah. San Diego Padres, or you might call them Slam Diego, yeah. finished 37-23, but of course they lost to the Dodgers in the NLDS. Unfortunately, they lost their pitcher that they traded for last year um, during that series, but they retooled this offseason. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, an understatement. So, yeah, and we liked them last season before the season started. Yeah. We thought they had potential. So when they lost um, Clevenger, it's like, damn, that sucks. You yeah. A year without Clevenger. What are you going to do? You need to probably replace him for a year. Well, we're going to take Clevenger. We're going to replace him with two pitchers. Oh, and they're also going to a six-man rotation. Yeah, because they added so many pitchers. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you have enough depth to feel confident in a six-man rotation when your team is undoubtedly one of the best, uh, I mean, that's something to, to think about because you got a lot of weapons. Mm. Well, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to have. So, you know, when they added Blake Snell... You Darvis, and that was at I think forty eight hour window. Like they back to back. I'm like, this is when, of course, this is when the off season was crickets. <laughs> and suddenly, well, this is what's going to make the West a fun division to watch yeah. because these two teams, the uh, Dodgers and uh, San Diego Padres, they're going to go neck to neck. And um, yeah, I want the, the the Padres are building a team to compete and or beat the Dodgers. That's yeah. what they're doing. Until last year, everyone was questioning the GMs thought process you know everyone's like if he don't do nothing this year he's probably gone because you know all the money he was spending and stuff well it finally came together then they made moves this offseason to add Blake Snell and Darvis then they also add Joe Musgrove and then they signed the KBO star um Hamshin Kim oh yeah everyone was kind of confused at first because he's a shortstop but he's gonna be playing outfield they have options they do 
young options, pitching options. And they still got a good farm system. They do. So, so if they need somebody to replace somebody, they can bring somebody yeah. up who can compete. And the people they traded away for Snell and Darvis wasn't that much. Right. And let's not forget, they still got Manny Machado, who's finding his youth, uh, founding youth again. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's a scary team. If they can stay healthy, this is going to be a very scary team <laughs> to watch. Definitely a great team to watch. I like I like watching uh, Padres games, man. <sighs> yeah, man. It's I can't wait to see how they do this. Especially, we'll see a month out and see how they're doing. Well, like you said, and like I said, they're here for the long run. I mean, think yeah. about it. What they they did the, with Tatis what was that fourteen years? Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. So we're gonna keep an eye on this. I can't wait for the first time Dodgers and then play a series. Let's see what pitching who goes <laughs> against each other. Man, I hope it's one, two, three that weekend. Like all their, their top three versus their top three. Oh yeah. That'd be a awesome lineup. So the last and final team of the National League we get to talk about is the San Francisco Giants. The Giants, man. What can I say? Mike Yaz. They they were they were pretty fun to watch last year. They had a little run. They were trying to make some uh some noise. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do in this division because like I said, it's just it's just a bad division to be in if you're not the Padres or the uh Dodgers. Yeah. You know, Giants unfortunately fell a strikeout short of the playoffs last year. Um they added Alice Wood, um Tommy Lastella, they added to a vet, but you know, pitching's the question with them. Is Kevin Gosman is gonna put up another solid year? You know, he took the qualifying offers back because, you know, he had one good year. Can he make it two years in a row and also a full season? Um, but year two of Glade Kelper, you know, mixing the young and the vets is making another run. Could possibly. They do have Buster Posey back this year since he opted out last year. But that's not enough to make a difference. He's not going to be behind the plate a lot. I see him possibly playing a little bit first base, too. They have the top their top prospects catcher. Could be up some time this year. I think these guys are going to be a little bit mediocre. I don't know if they're they're not going to make they're not going to make the playoffs in my opinion. Uh, you know, and without the expanded playoffs, you know, only five teams, it's going to make it harder. So you got to be above like a what you were last year. Now the two Giants, <laughs> I don't see it happening. Now the two teams coming out here, Dodgers and Padres. Yeah, that's that's it. And unfortunately, one's got to be in a, a winner take all game. Exactly. Same thing. I feel like with the NLE. East, it's like whoever it wins that division, the other is going to be in a do or die game, most likely against either the Dodgers or the Padres. Oof. That's going to be tough. Yeah. Mm. Man. But speaking of that, I can say next week, later this week's episode, <laughs> the opening day special, we're going to record on Wednesday night, so we'll try to get it out as soon as possible. But we're going to do our prediction show. We're going to, who's right. going to. What records we're going to see, who's going to win the division, who's going to win the World Series, who's going to win Cy Young, MVP. We're going to do all that and more on our next episode. We'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Hey, thank you for checking out this episode. If you want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe this podcast with your friends. If you want more, even more content, please Go check out our Instagram and our YouTube channel, The Beanball Podcast. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.